Letter eighty seven of Pamela, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pamela, Volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter eighty seven from Mrs. B to Lady Davers my dear lady davers i have a valuable present made me by the same lady and therefore hope you will not take it amiss that with abundance of thanks i return yours by mrs worden whose sister i much approve of and thank your ladyship for your kind recommendation of so worthy a person we begin with so much good liking to one another that i doubt not we shall be very happy together a moving letter much more valuable to me than the handsome present was put into my hands at the same time with that of which the following is a copy from mrs wrightson formerly miss sally godfrey to mrs b happy deservedly happy dear lady permit these lines to kiss your hands from one who though she is a stranger to your person is not so to your character that has reached us here in this remote part of the world where you have as many admirers as have heard of you but i more particularly am bound to be so by an obligation which i can never discharge but by my daily prayers for you and the blessings i continually implore upon you and yours i can write my whole mind to you though i cannot from the most deplorable infelicity receive from you the wished-for favour of a few lines in return written with the same unreservedness so unhappy am i from the effects of an inconsideration and weakness on one hand and temptation on the other which you at a tender age most nobly for your own honour and that of your sex have escaped whilst i but let my tears in these blots speak the rest as my heart bleeds and has constantly bled ever since at the grievous remembrance but believe however dear madam that tis shame and sorrow and not pride and impenitence that make me both to speak out to so much purity of life and manners my own odious weakness nevertheless i ought and i will accuse myself by name imagine then illustrious lady truly illustrious for virtues infinitely superior to all the advantages of birth and fortune imagine i say that in this letter you see before you the once guilty and therefore i doubt always guilty but ever penitent sarah godfrey the unhappy though fond and tender mother of the poor infant to whom your generous goodness has i hear extended itself so as to make you desirous of taking her under your worthy protection god for ever bless you for it praise an indulgent mother who admires at an awful distance that virtue in you which she could not practise herself and will you dearest lady take under your own immediate protection the poor unguilty infant will you love her for the sake of her suffering mamma whom you know not for the sake of the gentleman now so dear to you and so worthy of you as i hear with pleasure he is and will you by the best example in the world give me a moral assurance that she will never sink into the fault the weakness the crime i ought not to scruple to call it so of her poor inconsiderate 
but you are her mamma now i will not think of a guilty one therefore what a joy is it to me in the midst of my heavy reflections on my past misconduct that my beloved sally can boast a virtuous and innocent mamma who has withstood the snares and temptations that have been so fatal elsewhere and whose example and instructions next to god's grace will be the strongest fences to her honour once more i say and on my knees i write it god for ever bless you here and augment your joys hereafter for your generous goodness to my poor and still now motherless infant i hope she by her duty and obligingness will do all in her little power to make you amends and never give you cause to repent of this your unexampled kindness to her and to me she cannot i hope except her mother's crime has had an influence upon her too much like that of an original stain be of a sordid or an ungrateful nature and oh my poor sally if you are and if ever you fail in your duty to your new mamma to whose care and authority i transfer my whole right in you remember that you have no more a mamma in me nor can you be entitled to my blessing or my prayers which i make now on that only condition your implicit obedience to all your new mamma's commands and directions you may have the curiosity madam to wish to know how i live for no doubt you have heard all my sad sad story know then that i am as happy as a poor creature can be who has once so deplorably so inexcusably fallen i have a worthy gentleman for my husband who married me as a widow whose only child by my former was the care of her papa's friends particularly of good lady davers and her brother poor unhappy i to be under such a sad necessity to disguise the truth mr wrightson whose name i am unworthily honoured by has often entreated me to send for the poor child and to let her be joined as his killing thought that it cannot be with two children i have by him judge my good lady how that very generosity which had i been guiltless would have added to my joys must wound me deeper than even ungenerous or unkind usage from him could do and how heavy that crime must lie upon me which turns my very pleasures to misery and fixes all the joy i can know in repentance for my past misdeeds how happy are you madam on the contrary you who have nothing of this sort to pall nothing to mingle with your felicities who blessed in an honour untainted and a conscience that cannot reproach you are enabled to enjoy every well-deserved comfort as it offers itself and can improve it too by reflection on your past conduct while mine alas like a winter frost nips in the bud every rising satisfaction my husband is rich as well as generous and very tender of me happy if i could think myself as deserving as he thinks me my principal comfort as i hinted is in my penitence for my past faults and that i have a merciful god for my judge who knows that penitence to be sincere you may guess madam from what i have said in what light i must appear here and if you would favour me with a line or two in answer to the letter you have now in your hand it will be one of the greatest pleasures i can receive 
a pleasure next to that which i have received in knowing that the gentleman you love best has had the grace to repent of all his evils has early seen his errors and has thereby i hope freed two persons from being one day mutual accusers of each other for now i please myself to think that the crimes of both may be washed away in the blood of that saviour god whom both have so grievously offended may that god who has not suffered me to be abandoned entirely to my own shame as i deserved continue to shower down upon you those blessings which a virtue like yours may expect from his mercy may you long be happy in the possession of all you wish and late very late for the good of thousands i wish this may you receive the reward of your piety your generosity and your filial your social and conjugal virtues are the prayers of your most unworthy admirer and obliged humble servant sarah wrightson mr wrightson begs your acceptance of a small present part of which can have no value but what its excelling qualities for what it is will give it at so great a distance as that dear england which i once left with so much shame and regret but with a laudable purpose however because i would not incur still greater shame and of consequence give cause for still greater regret to this letter my dear lady davers i have written the following answer which mr b will take care to have conveyed to her dearest madam i embrace with great pleasure the opportunity you have so kindly given me of writing to a lady whose person though i have not the honour to know yet whose character and noble qualities i truly revere i am infinitely obliged to you madam for the precious trust you have reposed in me and the right you make over to me of your maternal interest in a child on whom i set my heart the moment i saw her lady davers whose love and tenderness for miss as well for her mamma's sake as your late worthy spouse's had from her kind opinion of me consented to grant me this favour and i was by mr b s leave in actual possession of my pretty ward about a week before your kind letter came to my hands as i had been long very solicitous for this favour judge how welcome your kind concurrence was and the rather as had i known that a letter from you was on the way to me i should have feared you would insist upon depriving the surviving friends of her dear papa of the pleasure they take in the dear child indeed madam i believe we should one and all have joined to disobey you had that been the case and it is great satisfaction to us that we are not under so hard a necessity as to dispute with a tender mamma the possession of her own child assure yourself worthiest madam of a care and tenderness in me to the dear child truly maternal and answerable as much as in my power to the trust you repose in me the little boy that god has given me shall not be more dear to me than my sweet miss goodwin shall be and my care by god's grace shall extend to her future as well as to her present prospects that she may be worthy of that piety and truly religious excellence which i admire in your character we all rejoice dear madam in the account you give of your present happiness it was impossible that god almighty should desert a lady so exemplary 
deserving and he certainly conducted you in your resolutions to abandon everything that you loved in england after the loss of your dear spouse because it seems to have been his intention that you should reward the merit of mr wrightson and meet with your own reward in so doing miss is very fond of my little billy she is a charming child is easy and genteel in her shape and very pretty she dances finely has a sweet air and is improving every day in music works with her needle and reads admirably for her years and takes a delight in both which gives me no small pleasure but she is not very forward in her penmanship as you will see by what follows the inditing too is her own but in that and the writing she took a great deal of time on a separate paper dearest dear mamma your sally is full of joy to have any commands from her honoured mamma i promise to follow all your directions indeed and upon my word i will you please me mightily in giving me so dear a new mamma here now i know indeed i have a mamma and i will love and obey her as if she was you your own self indeed i will you must always bless me because i will be always good i hope you will believe me because i am above telling fibs i am my honoured mamma on the other side of the water and ever will be as if you was here your dutiful daughter sally goodwin miss permit me dear madam to subjoin is a very good-tempered child easy to be persuaded and i hope loves me dearly and i will endeavour to make her love me better and better for on that love will depend the regard which i hope she will pay to all i shall say and do for her good repeating my acknowledgments for the kind trust you repose in me and with thanks for the valuable presents you have sent me we all here join in respects to worthy mr wrightson and in wishing you madam a continuance and increase of worldly felicity and i particularly beg leave to assure you that i am and ever will be with the highest respect and gratitude though personally unknown dearest madam the affectionate admirer of your piety and your obliged humble servant p b your ladyship will see how i was circumscribed and limited otherwise i would have said what i have mentioned more than once how i admire and honour her for her penitence and for that noble resolution which enabled her to do what thousands could not have had the heart to do abandoned her country her relations friends baby and all that was dear to her as well as the seducer whom she too well loved and hazard the sea the dangers of pirates and possibly of other wicked attempters of the mischievous sex in a world she knew nothing of among strangers and all to avoid repeating a sin she had been unhappily drawn into and for which she still abhors herself must not such a lady as this dear madam have as much merit as many even of those who having not had her temptations have not fallen this at least one may aver that next to not committing an error is the resolution to retrieve it all that one may to repent of it and studiously to avoid the repetition but who besides this excellent mrs wrightson having so fallen and being still so ardently solicited and pursued and flattered perhaps by fond hopes that her spoiler would one day do her all the justice he could for who can do complete justice to a woman he has robbed of her honour could resolve as she resolved and act as she acted miss goodwin is a sweet child but permit me to say has a little of her papa's spirit 
hasty yet generous and acknowledging when she is convinced of her fault a little haughtier and prouder than i wish her to be but in everything else deserves the character i give of her to her mamma she is very fond of fine clothes is a little too lively to the servants told me once when i took notice that softness and mildness of speech became a young lady that they were but servants and she could say no more than pray and i desire and i wish you'd be so kind to her uncle or to me i told her that good servants deserved any civil distinctions and that so long as they were ready to oblige in everything by a kind word it would be very wrong to give them imperative ones which could serve for no other end but to convince observers of the haughtiness of one's own temper and looked as if one would question their compliance with our wills unless we would exact it with an high hand which might cast a slur upon the command we gave as if we thought it was hardly so reasonable as otherwise to obtain their observation of it besides my dear said i you don't consider that if you speak as haughtily and commandingly to them on common as on extraordinary occasions you weaken your own authority if even you should be permitted to have any and they'll regard you no more in the one case than in the other she takes great notice of what i say and when her little proud heart is subdued by reasonings she cannot answer she will sit as if she were studying what to say to come off as flying as she can and as the case requires i let her go off easily or push the little dear to her last refuge and make her quit her post and yield up her spirit a captive to reason and discretion two excellent commanders with whom i tell her i must bring her to be intimately acquainted yet after all till i can be sure that i can inspire her with the love of virtue for its own sake i will rather try to conduct her spirit to proper ends than endeavour totally to subdue it being sensible that our passions are given us for excellent ends and that they may by a proper direction be made subservient to the noblest purposes i tell her sometimes there may be a decent pride in humility and that it is very possible for a young lady to behave with so much true dignity as shall command respect by the turn of her eye sooner than by asperity of speech that she may depend upon it the person who is always finding faults frequently causes them and that it is no glory to be better born than servants if she is not better behaved too besides i tell her humility is a grace that shines in a high condition but cannot equally in a low one because that is already too much humbled perhaps and that though there is a censure lies against being poor and proud yet i would rather forgive pride in a poor body than in a rich for in the rich it is insult and arrogance proceeding from their high condition but in the poor it may be a defensive against dishonesty and may show a natural bravery of mind perhaps if properly directed and manifested on right occasions that the frowns of fortune cannot depress she says she hears every day things from me which her governess never taught her that may very well be i tell her because her governess has many young ladies to take care of i but one and that i want to make her wise and prudent betimes that she may be an example to other misses and that governesses and mammas shall say to their misses when will you be like miss goodwin do you ever hear miss goodwin say a naughty word would miss goodwin think you have done so or so 
she threw her arms about my neck on one such occasion of this oh she said what a charming mamma have i got i will be in everything as like you as ever i can and then you will love me and so will my uncle and so will everybody else mr b whom now and then she says she loves as well as if he was her own papa sees with pleasure how we go on but she tells me i must not have any daughter but her and is very jealous on the occasion about which your ladyship so kindly reproaches me there is a pride you know madame in some of our sex that serves to useful purposes is a good defence against improper matches and mean actions and is not wholly to be subdued for that reason for though it is not virtue yet if it can be virtue's substitute in high rash and inconsiderate minds it may turn to good account so i will not quite discourage my dear pupil neither till i see what discretion and riper years may add to her distinguishing faculty for as some have no notion of pride separate from imperiousness and arrogance so others know no difference between humility and meanness there is a golden mean in everything and if it please god to spare us both i will endeavour to point her passions and such even of those foibles which seem too deeply rooted to be soon eradicated to useful purposes choosing to imitate physicians who in certain chronical illnesses as i have read in lord bacon rather proceed by palliatives than by harsh extirpatives which through the resistance given to them by the constitution may create such ferments in it as may destroy that health it was their intention to establish but whither am i running your ladyship i hope will excuse this parading freedom of my pen for though these notions are well enough with regard to miss goodwin they must be very impertinent to a lady who can so much better instruct mrs tutoress than that vain tutoress can her pupil and therefore with my humblest respects to my good lord davers and your noble neighbours and to mr h i hasten to conclude myself your ladyship's obliged sister and obedient servant p b your billy madam is a charming dear i long to have you see him he sends you a kiss upon this paper you'll see it stained just here the charmer has cut two teeth and is about more so you'll excuse the dear pretty slabbering boy miss goodwin is ready to eat him with love and mr b is fonder and fonder of us all and then your ladyship and my good lord davers love us too oh madam what a blessed creature am i miss goodwin begs i'll send her duty to her noble uncle and aunt that's her just distinction always when she speaks of you both she asked me pretty dear just now if i think there is such a happy girl in the world as she is i tell her god always blesses good misses and makes them happier and happier end of letter eighty seven